Good morning, everyone. This is Father Nate, missionary priest in Italy. Today is Thursday, September 14th of 2023, and today we celebrate the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Today's Gospel comes to us from the Gospel according to John, chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Jesus said to Nicodemus, No one has gone up to heaven, except the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him might not perish, but might have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. Now the origins of this feast are not very clear, but it can be said that there's at least three different events that are remembered in this celebration. First, according to a tradition, it's the date in 326 when St. Helena discovered the true cross that was buried in Golgotha. Before the liturgical reform, on May 3rd, there was a festival called the Invention of the Cross, from the Latin invenio, meaning to discover. But some say that now the exaltation of the Holy Cross took its place. Now second, according to history, today is the date of the consecration of the Basilica of the Holy Sepulchre in the year 335. And in the year 347, they began a rite in which the bishop or patriarch raised a relic of the true cross for the village's veneration. In Latin, exaltare, can be translated as lifting, and hence the name of the festival, the the exaltation, or the lifting, or the raising of the cross. Third, also according to a tradition, this celebrates the recovery of the cross by the emperor Heraclius in 628. He had rescued the cross, recovered it from the Persians. It said that the following year, when Heraclius carried the cross to Jerusalem, he did so all dressed in his riches. He had thought of going through the same gate from which Jesus passed, but due to a miraculous force, either like the stones himself repulsed him, themselves repulsed him, or some sort of divine impulse, he couldn't enter the city. Then either an angel or a bishop, depending on the story you, the version of the story you recount, he told him, Prince, the wealth that you wear is not in accordance with the poverty of Jesus carrying the cross. He wore a crown of thorns, you a crown of gold. He walked barefoot, and you in luxurious shoes. So only after removing his finery and thus stripped of his wealth, the king was able to enter the city on September 14th, 629. So discover, raise, and carry. We can say that these are the three actions with the cross that are celebrated today. Discover the cross with St. Helena, raise it with the patriarch, and carry it as a treasure far from its enemies in order to have it be with those who love it. Discover, raise, carry. Now, these are also three actions that we need to carry out in our own lives. So, just briefly, I'm going to consider each of these three actions using the texts of a great missionary religious martyr who also had a great devotion to Mary. So, somebody who can really be a model for us. And that saint is St. Maximilian Kolbe. Discover, 
raise and carry. These are what we could call the lessons of the cross. So the first thing that we need to do is discover the cross. Now, it might seem a little strange that the cross was lost at some point, but in reality, the Christians had hidden it in order to avoid the destruction of such a precious relic during the anti-Christian persecution. According to tradition, this cross was stored with the crosses of the two thieves, and St. Helena was able to recognize the true cross for three reasons. It was in the middle of the other two, it had an inscription, but most importantly, a single touch of that cross performed miracles. It gave sight to the blind, life to the dead, and other such things. Here, then, lies the key. The true cross gives life. That was the experience of the Jews in the desert in Mara, as recounted in the book of Exodus, chapter 15. There we read, When they arrived in Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara because they were bitter. Hence they named the place Mara. The people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree. He threw it into the waters, and the waters became sweet. A touch of the cross gives life, and everything becomes sweet. But it's important that we remember only the cross of Christ does that. Writing to one of his friars about a religious, St. Maximilian said, It comes as no surprise that this soul, continually taken up in a restless effort to fulfill its own will, is constantly burdened with crosses and sufferings that obtain no merit. Well, this restless soul trying to do its own will has a whole bunch of crosses and sufferings that don't merit anything. Why? There are many possible crosses in the world. There's many things that we may have to suffer, but as on Calvary there were three crosses, and only one, that of Christ, gave salvation, in this world there's many crosses that are possible but only the one that God has for us gives life. So what are the crosses that are not Christ? Well, they can appear in the life of each person, but they're really temptations of the devil rather than a cross. It might be an attachment to my way of thinking, my way of doing things or seeing things, to my preferences or tendencies. It could be an unfair correction, an insult or misunderstanding with another person, a superior who seems to not like me or to want to help me. These things can be little crosses. They can be like splinters from the cross of Christ. The problem is that many times to these little sprouts we give fertilizer, or maybe we should say the manure of self-consolation, when we don't get what we want or we think that we deserve. And the cross grows, it's true, but it's not the cross of Christ. It's like a mutant hybrid an invader in the garden of our souls that destroys the flowers of virtues. How do we recognize the cross of Christ? How do, we, how do we discern the difference between the cross of Christ and an imitation? We need humility. It can be humility in the examination of conscience, humility in speaking with a spiritual director, confessor, or superior. It can be the humility of receiving directions, corrections, whatever, without fighting. What is certain is that humility is the true fertilizer. In the same letter to his friars, St. Maximilian says that one of the features of these souls, you know, who are busy and trying to do their own well, is a clear lack of humility. Haughtily trusting in its own intelligence, it does not even accept the reproach of superiors, but writes it off as dislike and prejudice on the part of the superiors. 
In a particular way, we live humility through obedience. In a retreat, St. Maximilian wrote in his notes, proposing an exercise to grow in obedience. He says, every time you make the sign of the cross, remember obedience. And so submit your judgment when you first touch your head, and then your heart and your will, and then your shoulders to support the weight of the work for the glory of God, for good of the order of the church and the salvation of souls. Amen. May it be so indeed. Then, through humility, and only then, can we discover the true cross of Christ in our lives. But once we discover it, we have to raise it. We know that the true crosses are those that Christ sends us so we can grow in holiness. In this way, raising the cross in our lives is like raising a building or building a house. It means raising up a life that is an imitation of Christ crucified. In a very beautiful way, St. Maximilian writes, Study the crucified Christ. Make yourself like him. The imitation of Christ crucified requires lengthy training that must start from the way one perceives and considers oneself, namely, from humility. So we need to discover the cross in humility and then raise it. Again and again, St. Maximilian speaks of the cross as the school of love. In a letter to his brother, he says, Submitting to the will of God and its implementation especially in what is contrary to the senses, and even to a limited infallible intellect, inflames one's love for God even more. The cross is the school of love. The saint explains that the cross is a school of love precisely because it works to purify our love. He ends a letter to his brother saying, I shall conclude with the hope that the Immaculata does not withhold crosses for her militia and for each one of its members, because of it. Only in this way, in fact, are intentions purified, with the result that we do not belong to the militia or work in it for our own ostentation or self-satisfaction, but only for pure love. It's this purified love that allows us to use crosses like so many ladders to reach the top of perfection. To a missionary in Japan, he wrote, I know there will be no shortage of setbacks, much less of crosses, possibly even heavy ones. But Mary can do everything. I write this from personal experience. The crosses are only a school. They add merits. They oppress us, but at the same time elevate our spirit and teach us not to rely on our own deceptive strength, but only in the Immaculata. Therefore God sends them to us out of mercy. The crosses raise our spirits. They raise us up because they train us in the school of love that is Christ crucified. Then we discover the cross of Christ in humility. We raise a masterpiece when we study in the school of love that is the cross, and thus the cross lifts up us, lifts us up, and now we have to carry it. That means carrying it every day with love, because in this way, we find much more than we sacrifice. This, St. Maximilian understood very well. In one of his notes for a day of retreat, we read, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. But to that, he adds in italics, that is the indispensable condition. Deny himself and take up his cross. Discover the cross, raise it up, and then 
religious or the Christian life truly begins. But in conformity with Christ, the cross is converted. It becomes the happiness and measure of our love. I wrote on another occasion, love the crosses, cross, 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 and the equal symbol, source of true happiness. Or elsewhere he wrote, love knows no limits. And in his notebook, he put a red cross over the word love. Again, to a priest, he, he reminded, um, he, a priest was reminded that he, happiness is to be found on the cross because the cross gives life to love. This is what he said. He said, it is said, per aspera ad astra. Certainly, whoever works for the Immaculata must suffer much. And the Immaculata also suffered much. Love is nurtured precisely with crosses. We are all very inadequate, but also very happy. Isn't it true? Happy instruments in the dearest hands of our mother. This is a very realistic version, but a realistic vision, but it's, it's also one that's very in love with the cross. To missionaries in difficulties, he would say, I plead that you not worry when the troubles come, but get every, give everything without limits to the Immaculata. Do what you can peacefully, be confident, and put unlimited trust in her. Maximilian knew that crosses were inevitable in the world. If there were no crosses in this world, he said, there would be nothing to earn us paradise. Crosses, either internal or external, are indispensable. But for him, crosses were also a gift from Mary. But do not shy away from experiencing sorrows ever, he would write, if Mary is the one sending them to us. No place on earth will ever be completely free of crosses. If we had no crosses, we wouldn't have the chance to gain heaven. Therefore, let us try not to avoid the cross too much. And if we need to take it on our shoulders, let us carry it willingly out of love for the Immaculate. In the end, the saint concludes, the source of happiness and peace is not outside, but within us. Let us learn how to profit from everything in order to exercise our souls in patience, humility, obedience, poverty, and the other virtues of religious life. And the crosses will no longer be heavy. After all, we proclaim that through the Immaculata we can do anything. Let's prove it then with facts. Let's place our trust in her. Let us go forth in a life with peace and serenity. So, discover the cross in humility. Raise the cross in our lives out of love. And carry the cross with love, peace, and happiness. These are the lessons for us on the exaltation of the cross. And through the intercession of Mary, mother of Jesus, Mary who's always at the foot of the cross, let's ask for the grace to live out the lessons of the cross in our lives.